Welcome to the Game of Thrones podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for Game of Thrones on HBO. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we just finished watching the last ever episode of Game of Thrones, 806. We don't know the title. Thanks, HBO. They're just going to leave it this. Yeah, just 73. No yeah. no title for this one. It's called. Uh, it's it's going to be called It's an Ending. <laughs> it's, it's hashtag fan bankruptcy. Uh, what do you, you think of this one? You know, I think if you enjoyed the way the season's gone and you really like how everything was foreshadowed and you're digging everything they're putting down as far as Danny the Mad Queen, then this is probably a really great capper. And I think if you are in the crowd that sees there's a lot of shortcuts and unearned moments and things that don't necessarily flow thematically or character, then there's not much to salvage here. And you know, I my barrier for enjoying this episode was, if you'll recall, me announcing this as the episode started. I just want this to not be the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. No, it wasn't, it wasn't the stupidest thing I've ever seen. In fact, there's a lot of things. I kept thinking, especially in the first like 30 minutes or so, when they're showing stuff like Dark Demon Danny with Drogon's wings behind her. I'm like, oh, man. Do you remember like when I think people have done this with the Hobbit and the Star Wars prequels where anonymous people would cut together alternate takes to mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, like this is the fan edit. I think there's going to be some fucking awesome fodder for fan edits in these last two seasons. Hmm. But yeah. this felt, you know, the double D's wrote and directed this. And I felt like there's a lot of places outside of flourish here or there where this kind of felt clunky and, I you know like Jon Snow going to Night's Watch is kind of cool but I don't know what the Night's Watch is I don't know seems like he's just going to go up north of Tormund which is what he really wanted to do which do I feel good about Grey Worms getting Grey Worm getting justice uh, there's just a whole lot of yeah I mean we got here and this was an end but we left what I th- was wanting and hoping for a long time ago what did you think uh, I I mostly enjoyed this um, like I said I think in the spoiler cast last week that i declared fan bankruptcy after that Finally. episode yeah it took me a while but uh my pockets were empty i had to declare fan bankruptcy and i think it was a good thing that i did because i kind of left all of the baggage of last episode behind came in uh ready for people to you know just do what they were going to do in response to what danny did not sure. not worry about why she did it or anything like that it happened let's move on uh and i think that was the right attitude to come in with. Now, I'm a little curious why John was so hesitant, but I get it. He's an honorable man. He's mm-hmm. he's made a vow, um, so it took a lot to turn him. But and he loved the woman too. Eh, he says he does. I never saw it, but <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. Uh, but I, yeah, I like where they left basically every character. Um, I like that they tried to sort of run the gamut of fan theories on how this thing was going to end and sort of play every angle and then right. fall on one that ultimately. I think felt felt pretty good. Like mm. I, I think I'm okay with Bran being the king, uh, and yeah. and the North. I, I think the most satisfying thing is the North being independent. Uh, that's kind of what I figured. I either thought Sansa was going to be queen of the Seven Kingdoms, or that the North would have to remain independent because she just. I, I knew John wasn't going to be king, and she yeah. just didn't seem like she was going to bow to Danny. Uh, the natural question of that is: so the North goes free. How long can Brand the Broken maintain? Like, I think he's that that Brand the Broken is going to be an apt moniker because I don't think there's going to be six, five, three, two, 
Mm-hmm. If, if there's two kingdoms uh, swearing fealty to the Iron Throne at the end, well, I don't know what it's not what it is. The non-Iron Throne mm-hmm. at the end of this, then I don't know. Although yeah, it does kick open the door for every other kingdom to say we're. There's a couple too. of cool things. Like I really liked how like Bran at the small councils, like I'm going to try to find Drogon, and I'll let you to the anything that the rest of the running the kingdom. That's kind of a cool concept. Like, what mm-hmm. if he's f- able to find him, and what if he's able to warg into him? And there's a kind of kind of cool possibilities like that that mm-hmm. I that I liked. Um, I honestly think that small council scene is one of the better ones. Like, it's kind of like, oh, this it's funny. It's there's a couple things like I said. It doesn't feel earned, like Braun being on the small council at all. Yeah, and, it's it's. I'm curious how Tyrion would ever trust a man like that. Yeah, but he did once before. And, you know, now that he's back in power, I guess he's returning to his old habits. I really like some of the, you know, like I said, the things that are going to be cool in the remix are like Drogon awaking from his pile, slumbering underneath a pile of rubble. I thought that was really yeah. cool. Uh, I really stole a page out of uh, Dragonheart, playing playing a lot of homage. Like that's okay uh, with like the dragon that looked like a rock. Sure, camouflage as a rock. Um, Drogon Spe- destroying the Iron Throne I thought was a little hokey, but with what they were trying to go for in this season, I thought it was like, it actually backed up the theme. So the thing that I like about it most is everybody says, oh, these dragons are super intelligent, right? And they, uh-huh. they, they, you can't tell it just by looking at them, but they understand quite a bit more than people give them credit for. Mm-hmm. And that kind of showed me that that was true at the end. Like he sort of understood what Danny was, was pushing for all along. Right. And that, enabled him you know to yeah, understand enough to destroy this throne i don't know the whole drogon coming and being destroying the iron throne in a fit of peak and then carrying off his mom and his claws like some of that some of some of that i don't know how how well that worked for me okay but um i do like the idea that you know like it's funny because the show laughed at like I, the idea of democracy like which again i don't think anyone has been calling for like one man one vote one man, one woman, one vote democracy in Westeros, but the idea that it's essentially going to be like a House of Lords type of King's Moot situation, I think that's an appropriate. That's I'm gonna I'm gonna call qualified like internet points, like half internet points for for that prediction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was kind of the cool. I liked the Unsullied deciding to go to Nath and be like the Nath Islands Protection Force mm-hmm. in memory of Miss Andy. I thought that was cool. I thought Arya's... What did you think of the fate of the three Stark children? So we already talked about Sansa being queen and an off. She's a queen and an off. I mean, I'm fine. That's that's cool. I'm fine yeah, with that. Yeah, makes perfect sense. I, I don't know. I Like, to me, like, especially the way everybody was looking at her during the um, the King's moot, there was, I, I felt like there was a lot of people like, why not us? You know, like Braun, Yo- uh, Jan, Braun's, Yoice, Royce. God, I'm I'm having a hard time talking tonight. It's like, you know, why not the veil? Like, I, I think that that's going to be trouble in the future. But I, you know, Sansa being the queen in the north, that's fine. Yeah, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. I'm a little confused by Arya's end. Um, like, she, you know, she doesn't want to be a lady. I get that. She she wants to be some kind of fighter. But I, she, I don't know that. Yeah. It's going to quest. Generic adventure did not ever seem to me like her goal, um, but I guess that's where they're going to leave her. And I'm voyage. Of I'm discovery. not angry about it. Right. I guess. I wish there was a little bit more. I guess nautical yearnings to her. Like I never. Yeah. 
I, I saw her of maybe being like um you know a cane from kung fu wandering the land and mm-hmm. like doing small things of justice and like it'd be cool to see her like as a westerosi batman like you know you don't know which town yeah. Arya is in but if you're the pickpocket that's in you know or god help you you try to uh take advantage of a woman she's gonna fuck you up but but proper her being like a, a kind of like a, a, a sailing, I, I wish there was a little bit more to her yearning for that because mm-hmm. her what what it seemed like her arc was she wanted to be a knight or something of uh, you know some kind of fighter, some kind of soldier of justice, and mm-hmm. it feels like yeah, you're right, she's just doing um you know an Indiana Jones type of turn. Sure, there Maybe was somebody who who did get to be a knight though. Uh, Sir Podrick, Sir pa- yeah, on the Queen's Guard <laughs> I, 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 or the King's Guard. I really like Brand's uh, gold and blue kind of King's Guard motif. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I didn't, I didn't take note of it, but I'll do that on my second watch. Yeah, it's like bright gold and like a royal blue. It seemed like, or ter- um, I thought the scene of Brienne summing up just Jamie and the King's Guard, the the White Book, was pretty pretty nice. She left out some of the racier bits some of the the juicier things sure, sure. she could have set the record straight well, on a lot of stuff it'd be funny if it turned into a burn book she's like also kingslayer uh-huh mediocre in bed <laughs> reputation <laughs> largely unearned sure uh <laughs> i i thought that was like you know her recounting all the tales of his valor and bravery and then trying to sum up at the end and like the emotional beat of died protecting his queen like that's 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 tough for her to to, to write, and I, I I thought that it's like if you're going to go to this particular, you know, I, it's so Brienne. Brienne has sex with Jamie for one night. He betrays her, breaks her heart. Then she becomes the king, the Lord Commander of the King's Guard, and she swore never to see another man, and she'll take that seriously. Mm-hmm. So one roll in the head, Jamie Lannister, and yeah, that's it. I feel like that belonged in, in the white book, too. <laughs> He's a heartbreaker. Don't uh, trust him, ladies. What did you think? Okay. Um, the, uh, we, we can talk. Okay. Uh, uh, the, okay. So, still staying positive. Um, w- can we talk about Ghost and the are you, I, fucking, you fuckers happy now scene? No, because I can't stay got? positive on that. If you want to stay positive and talk about Ghost, I'm in a catch okay. 22 here. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Because uh, uh, okay. I, I think that that does not make everything better. Okay. Because I'm, I'm pretty much at the end. Like, I, I quite like the small council scene and how they kind of fade to the bickering of the running of the, of the, of the, of the kingdom and kind of giving a preview of all that and mm-hmm. you know Tyrion trying to keep things light with a joke about stories of him being in brothels and whatnot uh but i okay i don't i i i alluded this at the top of the podcast but i really have a problem with john declaring you know that he's going to take the black and it does seem like he's just going to abandon his post and there is no post there like what I wish the show had said something about like, well, you're going to be Lord Commander of the Night's Watch, which it, their new, their new bulwark is going to be uh, resettling the Northmen and the Wildlings in the Gift and the lands beyond the Wall, and being like this administration to kind of like oversee all that. But it's like they didn't. So like, there's a scene where John's leading all the Wildlings north of the Wall, mm-hmm. and I kind of made this joke when the door sh- uh, uh, slammed shut that John's like, "All right, now you sons of bitches, the door's shut. If I ever catch you south of this Wall, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang you." Like, what? <laughs> why? Why are they all going north? Why isn't anyone staying here? Uh, it, I- it it seems to me like there isn't a Night's Watch. Like, there's a Night's Watch in name. 
So um, they duped stupid ass Grey Worm, who seems like it. Like, yeah, that feels kind of shitty. Because the ending very much to me feels like John going home. You know, like he did defect to the, the free folk, and yeah. now he's living. He's just going to live out his days with them up there. Right. I also thought it was shitty the Grey Worm. Like none of the people that helped, you know, for in any shape or way, free Westeros and. The final shape of that looked pretty horrific, but like none of the Unsullied or Dothraki are going to be integrated in any way. There's no one on that small council. Like I thought when they said there's a Master of War vacant, Grey Worm would be perfect for that. Again, I like the mm-hmm. fact that they went off to Noth, but it does seem kind of bitter that none of the people that sacrificed so many things are going to get to partake in any of the rebuilding and the the you know the potential rewards and and uh, you know prosperity that might go into that. Yeah, where did the Dothraki even end up? They just, I don't know, going to take Danny's campaign of freedom. They're going to be a real problem in they Westeros. They're going to be yeah. just marauding around the continent for decades to come. Uh-huh. You thought the Faith Militant was tough to corral. Wait until you see 20,000 Dothraki screamers just ra- riding all over the range. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't think I remember seeing them in the end. Okay, ghost. We really a bitch about ghosts. Like, yeah, I mean, this doesn't make it okay. This right. doesn't make it okay because no. John was perfectly willing to not say goodbye to ghosts. Period. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just sheer dumb luck that reunited them. And I think if they had had him said a tearful goodbye to ghost when he sent ghost north, that the reunion would be, actually be even sweeter. Yeah. So everybody's saying, "Oh, well, they, you know, they're just they were saving it." Yeah. For the end, it doesn't make any sense for John to save it because he had no idea he would see Ghost again. Yeah, I I totally agree. The this whole like you can't animate Ghost. I just like we can get Dro. I don't know the whole scene with Drogon burning. The iron, I I think about how expensive it was to animate him as a pile of rubble, and then him burning the Iron Throne, and him doing the like one minute staring back and forth with Jon Snow, and I'm like, God, it just really <laughs> still pisses me off about this uh, the direwolf situation. Um, I thought that in this one scene where Tyrion is in chains and for some reason is able to, you know, be a part of this political process, it's the new fangled king's moot, um, him telling this thing about, you know, what really motivates people's stories got really dangerously meta, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh boy, I don't know if the Double Ds want to go in this direction. After uh, last it, week, it didn't feel right. It's starting to feel a little self-congratulatory, do you uh-huh. think? I don't know that it actually went over there to where people are going to... Well, no, people are going to definitely be lampooning uh, this particular scene. Uh, oh, yeah. It did for seem... For sure. That and and probably the one where, you know, Sam gives the title of Song of Ice and Fire to the, the history book, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of a theory that was floating around. Yeah. Um, I don't know what... Uh... Yeah, they, I, I just think they went for something maybe didn't quite understand the last episode was going to land like a big nasty wet no fart. they do i do i don't think they have any idea of what and it's going to be interesting to see what kind of tone the um the the the, the special edition making of behind the scenes celebration that they're going to air this week uh what did you think of jamie dying in cersei's arms beneath the shallow pool of rubble uh was that that was a little like holy fuck for me yeah it didn't feel like that's what had happened after last episode right that they had simply been hit with a few bricks right uh, it felt like the entire keep came down on them, but mm-hmm. you know, you don't get a lot of scenes from this episode if the whole keep came down. It's just such a weird emotional beat to serve. Like, you know what? Tyrion's just gonna not know if his brother or sister got away or not. 
uh, we need to show him going down like in this long, long cuts and walking down these tunnels just so you know where he's going and then climbing over this rubble and seeing the gold and then digging them out so you can see, oh, yes, they literally were in each other's arms. That, I mean, they wrote and directed this thing. <laughs> they wanted us to see that scene. They, yeah, they got in the editing bay and they're like, mm, yeah, that's what we need. Um, and I, I mean, I guess it's more, I mean, it's more of a Tyrion moment than you know Cersei or Jamie, and I'm fine with Tyrion moments. Uh, I want to say that that is more about Jamie being dead mm-hmm. than Cersei being dead. At least mm-hmm. I hope so. I hope that's the vibe they're going for, and that's what I'm taking away from it. Yeah, because otherwise, what if, the hell? If you're a person that was like really on board, Danny is the Dark Queen, and and bought all the stuff, and and was really on board with her being crazy, or and or that being a militarily sound tactic to burn King's Landing. What did you think about her join me on the dark side speech to Jon Snow? Do you think that that worked for those people? Did it work on any level for you? Uh, yeah. Did as it a... seem weird that Danny was like after this? It does sell more to me like just a moment of craziness because she doesn't see any danger with Jon. Like she's got that mm-hmm. wild eyed. Now it's so clear to me, Jon. Now that I've been shackled from. I've unshackled from the bondage of morality and ethics. I can see clearly what needs to be done. And, and, and you'll love me still, won't you, John? Won't you? I mean, where did this Danny come from? No, I mean, the, the villains in any story, any good story anyway, always make a certain amount of sense to a certain number of characters. And I think, you know, if, if you're a Grey Worm, if you're John and you see this, maybe... It doesn't have the same effect on me as a viewer where I just go, okay, Danny's evil and there's absolutely no redeeming her and it's time to kill her. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my reaction, but it clearly, and I think people who like maybe gave Danny a little more leeway on their, uh, her whole burning King's Landing thing. Yeah. Maybe they, you know, saw those scenes with John and said, okay, well, John loves her and, you know, she's trying to do the right thing in the long run. I can see some kind of weird justification, mm-hmm. but not in my head, man. Well, it's funny because, like, there's a contingent of people trying to argue that what Danny did yesterday or last week was horrible, but, like, still mil- militarily sound. Like, it was a, a ta- sound tactical decision to inspire fear, despite the double Ds in the, you know, mini after episode special features last week saying oh it's just a you know the military battle had been won she was this was a rash kind of spur of the moment kind of a frenzy mm-hmm. that took over her this episode i think made it very clear that no she's just off a rocker yeah um because like this is not the let it be fear then danny this is over that side of psychosis and now thinking that everybody's on board and so I don't know. There oh, there's one thing I forgot that I quite liked that I want to mention, um, which is during the King's Moot, the whole Ed Muir standing up to be like, I would like to throw uh-huh. my very mediocre hat into the ring and just Sansa shutting it down. Yeah. And then him looking around to all the great lords and nobody's gonna step forward, but no, hear him, hear him. That's a, pretty a good. A lot of good callbacks, I thought, and that's what you want to do at the end, you know? You wanna give people uh you want it to ring of Game of Thrones, and I think it did. Yeah. Uh, anything else we want to talk about? I don't think so. We well, should find out what our audience wants. This is the part where we have to say goodbye to everyone. It's not a club member because the Instant Talk podcast is for club members only. Uh, you can join at club.ballmove.com to become part of the discussion or to enjoy the Instant Talk part of the podcast. Uh, without further ado, let's get to the live discussion. 